0: Achievement unlock two players and a podcast now loaded.
1: Dreamers and Flam Family, this is Two Peas in a Pod, brought to you by General Andrews and Liberty Flam. And we are sponsored by the 8-Bit Dojo and ESN, where we aim to be selfless, not selfish. This is Episode 23 of Season 4, Hidden Gems, PS1 and PS2. Hey, hey, Flibbity Flam, my man!
0: General Andrews, my dude, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing all right. Not too shabby. I'm I'm excited to jump into a newer generation of retro action, comparatively to what we've been talking about in the recent weeks and months. This is true.
0: The good the, these man. The PS1 and the PS2 had so many games on them. So many. Really,
1: yeah, the the game catalogs are extensive because like when you go and even try and type in, you know, terminologies like hidden gems, I mean, you're getting lists of 50, of 60, of a hundred, you know, while if you were typing in hidden gems for some of these older systems, you're getting 10, maybe you're getting 20, <laughs> maybe you know? And it's interesting because there was still a lot, like the NES had like over 800 games.
0: That always blows my mind that they had that many games for that console.
1: Right? It's just like, wait a second, what the hecky? And so it's it's really interesting when you go, you know, from generation to generation, because this is PS1, PS2 generation is much further down the line when the technology of the systems, the consoles start to scale compared to your nes snes and ncc4 and then i guess your your gamecube is you know ncc4 and gamecube are kind of sort of keeping up but they're really kind of bucking more into the family friendly the kiddier the the brighter color schemes yeah, for the majority um, of the games playstation was like we want to be gritty that, that's exactly the one adjective that was sitting on the tip of my tongue was literally gritty yeah because the ps1 no, is, came out in
0: 94 and the PS2 came out in 2000
1: okay I was gonna say I thought 2000 was for the for the PS2 and it was really interesting because their mascot wasn't it uh crash bandicoot for the yes yeah
0: that was their which, flagship
1: yeah for their flagship right which is so interesting because I feel like over time it eventually turned into Metal Gear Solid or, or yeah. snake you know so it started kind of like okay yeah we're gonna keep up with the friendly stuff and then like I don't know we were snake just sniped crash bandicoot's like no this is my park now no this is <laughs> it's like, oh my god all right Jay snake i thought you were one of the good guys and
0: kojima's just like no my the lolly loo it's ours this is ours now
1: <laughs> i'm taking over oh my gosh all right Shut well, up, man, how, just... about we, how about we take over now yes. right H- how about we jump in this because we're probably going to start to really uh bill a bunch of information out, and we might run out of time for each of our uh segments here because we're supposed to cap ourselves at about eight minutes per uh explanation of why this game is such a hidden gem so uh Flam, do you want to start us off or, or do you want yeah to yeah start? I'll,
0: I'll start it off because okay. yeah, I, I was the meat yesterday and now i'll be the nice delicious white bread on the outside
1: all right, this is disgustingly horrifying, but yeah. I like. Let's do it.
0: So my for the PS one, I picked one because I love platformers. Right, those are my bread and butter. I love platform awesome. games. Hell yeah! And this is one of the. One of the first of its kind is um it's a 2.5D platformer, meaning it's it's 3D, but it's in like a 2D space where you can only go like left and right.
1: Which is cool. I've always liked that kind of like it pops off the screen, but like you're still used to the, uh, I don't know if I want to use the word limitations, but the boundaries, the confines yes, yeah. of your, your 2D platforming and so on.
0: Kirby and the Crystal Stars did that too on the N64. That was a two and a half D platformer.
1: Now was, I want to say it was called Octopath Traveler. Was that a 2.5 D even though it was an RPG?
0: I think so, yeah. Okay. okay. Cause it was, you know, it was flat sprites, right?
1: But they were in a pretty 3D world. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, that, that's what I thought I remember, I, uh, but I didn't know. So thanks for the clarifying.
0: Yeah. So this game was called Klonoa. Hmm.
1: Sounds like a nice spray. Right? Like honey, get the Klonoa spray. I mean that or a really, really fancy fruit. Mm, I could see it as have a fruit. You, have you had your Klonoa today? Why well, yes I have. <laughs>
0: Clonoas and Clementines.
1: Sixty nine percent. Yeah.
0: I only had to eat four hundred and twenty of them.
1: <laughs> That's it. Yeah.
0: I'm good now. Clonoas and Clementines. Those were <laughs>
1: Clonoas and Clementines. Hell yeah. Sign me up.
0: So the cool part about this is that you don't really have an attack. You use enemies to attack because you can oh, you can pick no, no, no. up the enemies and then you can use them to either jump higher or throw them at other enemies, which I thought was a really cool concept.
1: Now, and then you're not swallowing like Kirby. This is its own. No, you uh, like, like pick him up because of his okay, ring cool. and whatnot. Okay.
0: Got it. What does it say here? Yeah, it's it, you make them, you inflate your enemies. Oh, that's kind of disturbing. Because you, <laughs> you have this, the ring is a wind bullet. Like, it turns them into wind bullets.
1: That's, what? It's weird. Man, this, 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 it's gritty for sure now. Right? Oh,
0: man. Man, it had a really, really cool art style to it. Very colorful, very yeah. awesome environments.
1: I was going to say from the photos I, I had seen, it definitely looked colorful. But then as soon as you d- described how uh, Klonoa or, or this individual goes about uh, capturing and utilizing these units, I was like, this is some dark ass shit <laughs> over here. What the fuck?
0: Inflates them and then jumps on his enemies. One <laughs> one step further than Mario would ever do. Mario's a coward. He would
1: never inflate his enemies. No, he de- doesn't have the Thanos snap to him. So, let me tell you,
0: uh, this game got a whole bunch of sequels too, all- going all the way to man the Nintendo Switch and the P- really even it even got onto like PS5 and stuff. I think Say with what? like the older ones, like when they released the
1: like a remastered version. PlayStation
0: Now, yeah. Okay. Got it. I had no idea about that. I know they made one for the Game Boy Advance as well, and then one on the Wii. So it even jumped to Nintendo platforms too.
1: I think it's really interesting when that happens with a game and for it to not be better known when obviously it's got enough pull and cachet to keep going from console to console, from one console to another. Right. And it was done by the
0: same people who did uh, Pac-Man. It was done by Namco.
1: Wow, a Namco truth bomb drop! I yeah, like that. He even has on his hat a little Pac-Man getting a power pellet. <laughs> Namco's like, we are definitely sticking with our brand, it's... Pac-Man. We got you.
0: We ruled the arcades, and now we shall rule the consoles.
1: <laughs> and I like it too. It's it, it's subtle, you know, compared to Pac-Man. I mean, you 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 couldn't miss that waka 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 waka. You know, no, you can't. Uh, sound effect, right?
0: Yeah, I don't know if I sent you or not. Maybe I did, but the, like, real-life Pac-Man. Do you see that that they made in, like, a physics engine?
1: Wait, what? No.
0: Oh, man, I'll have to go back and find that. Incentive. Oh, yeah. That no, I was you like, the, the Pokemon one, where it was, like, the real-life Onyx.
1: Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 that. I remember that. It was
0: like that, except with Pac-Man, and it was, like, really disturbing.
1: Uh, well, yeah, because Onyx is disturbing because obviously Onyx is like the size of like a skyscraper almost, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you're like, oh, he's really supposed to be that big because they, they make him look like he's, uh, you know, uh, the size maybe, maybe of like a, a Great Dane or so in like the Pokemon cartoon.
0: Yeah, they really don't scale him well in the, the first season, do they?
1: No, you know, if you go th- if you go based off the first season, I would say like, yeah, like like a Great Dane, which is a big, a very big dog. Yeah. But when you see Onyx supposed to be like the size of a skyscraper, I'm sorry, but a great day and a skyscraper aren't quite the same size. They're a little bit different yeah. in terms of size. Now, Marmaduke, Marmaduke loves his pies. I'm just going okay, anyway, mm, to. Delicious. That's talk. <laughs> yep, talk. What else do we need to know about Kanoa?
0: Let's see. The first game was called Door to Phantom Isle. This was on the PS1. It released December 11th, 1997.
1: <laughs> just yesterday.
0: Just yesterday, right? Ah, oh, it was just yesterday. Flashback noises. <laughs> go off, everything's in sepia tone. We, uh, man, yeah, we all feel good about our
1: lives again. <laughs> oh, yeah. That retro burn look to it. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I love it.
0: And then I, man, what is the I don't think there is a little story section here. Apparently the story is you just inflate enemies.
1: Wow. I mean, I guess the good news is straight to the point. And maybe, though, that's why it hasn't resonated to the levels of a Mario, a Sonic, uh, a Pokemon. Obviously, yeah, Pokemon's massive. Um, when there is a lack for story, but that doesn't mean the game won't be good
0: no yeah
1: as we've learned especially with platformers literally the actions of a platformer can be more than enough to carry it like a fighting game how great are the stories in fighting games most of the time they're trash you don't care
0: they're so
1: bad because they're they're they're, they're over bloated they're underdone the 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 writing is abysmal you know because like they're they're trying to like force it's like i just want to fight i just want to fight i just want to fight you know and uh Therefore, I'm curious in this instance if that's the same way people are like, you know what? We you know that the inflates with them. That's good enough for me. Sounds good. <laughs> you know, other people might be looking for the, the deep lore and these Easter eggs, which they wouldn't get unless they were playing consecutive titles to be able to probably pick up on those kind of things. Yeah. I like the Easter egg you talked about, Namco and, and the the Pac Man hat.
0: I thought that was really cool. It's a nice little touch. It's nice. I, touch.
1: I like that. Th- those kind of things, th- those, I, I can't express this enough for anyone making a game especially if you're able to make multiple you you know obviously if someone's making their first game ever it's a little bit different than if you're now you made your second, third, fourth, maybe you're making multiple because a certain game really did well so you get to make sequels and you have enough story and everything like that to um, extend it further instead of just going for the cash grab Uh, that those little easter eggs, those insertations of lore where it's just that is something that's just so cool. You're like, ah, see that? Yeah, look at that. It's
0: so cool. Super neat. Wow. Wow. You know what's even neater? Mm. Probably your game.
1: All right. I do think that my game is neater, but that's because I'm an RPG whore. I know we want. I
0: wanted to fight you for this one too.
1: I was waiting for it too, and I was like, okay, well, he, he's taking a different route. Let's. That's all, all right. <laughs> I had another game, you know, lined up just in case. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll take my my Lickens and keep on tickins. So, folks, here is a game that, quoting the star-studded Lux and Phoenix, needs a remaster 10 years ago.
0: It really does.
1: So, this game, if you go and play it nowadays, the only thing that you're going to really dislike about it is that it's going to seem a little bit... Uh, What's the best word for it? Bland. As far as some of the the character constructs, some of the color schemes and everything for yeah. it. But now when it originally came out, that was fine. But it, it needs a little bit of a makeover now. It needs a little bit of a makeover to kind of be up to today's standards. Now this game, now that I've been kind of drawing you in here a little bit here, get a little bit a little bit closer. A little bit oh, closer. Oh so close all right all right be careful back up just a little bit all right oh, okay the, the, the game is the legend of dragoon now when i was a kid and i first saw just this title i knew nothing about it right because this is still early on in the am i really jumping on the internet to find out about a game because i don't really want spoilers blah 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 this came to the states in june 14th of 2000 and this game well here, let's go ahead and give you a little bit of a little bit of a story for it. Uh but first time out before we jump into that story. I was fascinated at the fact that the name was called Legend of Dragoon because I was such a fan of Kane from Final Fantasy 4 mm-hmm. and him being a dragoon, I was like, "Yo, give me some of that aerial attack action, yo.
0: I want to jump. Let me jump. jump.
1: Come on. I okay. just want to jump. Jump." <laughs> Make me wanna jump, jump, hey. Okay, now actually into the story. Go ahead and uh, let's prime ourselves here real quick. Oh, I feel so primed. Dart is traveling to his hometown when he's attacked by a dragon. He is saved by Rose, who informs Dart that the Sandora army has attacked the town. As he arrives, he discovers that the town has been destroyed, and his childhood friend, Shauna, has been taken to a prison. After rescuing Shauna, King Albert sends the party to defend the fort city of Hoax. During a surprise attack, Dart gains the ability to transform into a Dragoon. With the fort safe, the party travels to Loan, where they meet Lloyd and discover that he kidnapped King Albert and took the Moon Gem from him, an ancient artifact held by the royal family. The king is then rescued, but Lloyd escapes with the Moon Gem. The party discovers that Lloyd is gathering similar artifacts held by royalty across the continent, and while the party tries to reverse his work, Lloyd obtains all three of these artifacts. Dart and the party defeat Lloyd, who agrees to take them to Emperor Diaz? Diaz reveals that during the Wingley reign, ten thousand years ago, a creature called the Virage Embryo, also known as the God of Destruction, comes to the world at the end of all of their life. Before it could be born, the Wingleys use their magic to separate its body from its soul and cast the body into the sky, where it became the moon that never sets. They sealed the moon with magical signets placed in each of the wingly cities to prevent the soul and body from reuniting. The soul of the God of Destruction was originally placed inside the Crystal Sphere, which was born worn by the wingly ruler Melbu Frama to increase his power. Melbu the Crystal Frama. Sphere was showered. <laughs> The crystal sphere was shattered when dragoons attacked the wingly capital of Cadessa. So pretty much there is just <laughs> one thing <laughs> into the next, into the next. And this keeps going honestly for this whole story bit here. And I could keep reading it, but it's just, there is so There's many layers, so on, much, layers yeah. on layers. And what was cool about this is that as you're diving into it, you are like, what is going on? But I need to know more. Because it starts out so
0: simple, right? Like, oh, I gotta go save my friend oh, who got, got captured. captured. Like, oh, okay, this makes sense. Next you're thing like, you know, okay. you're riding fucking death horses to the freaking moon, and you're yes, like, what is exactly. going on? You're
1: like, uh, uh, okay, I guess. So wait, this, if all these come together, they're gonna create the god of destruction. Oh, oh my god! Man. <laughs> now, for those of you that don't know what Winglies were, so therefore I'll, I'll go give you a little of an idea. The Winglies were an aggressive species who were able. To fly and enslave humans 10,000 years before you even hit start on this game. Now, the reason humans became dragoons was actually by obtaining the help of dragons to even defeat the winglies. And the time of the game's current events, they live in relative peace. Before, as we were talking about with Lloyd into Emperor Diaz and all of these different things that are happening, that start to see, uh oh some of the uh the string is being pulled some of the the nuts are coming out of place the bolts are popping out as you can see it's starting to build towards this eventual onslaught of the god of destruction
0: God, i forgot how insane the story was
1: yeah this that's to me the most important aspect of of this entire game is actually how deep and rich the story was like it keeps on building and building and building on the story. A lot of games I've noticed, they've got a story and there will be certain sections that the story now is completely irrelevant. Yeah. Now, if you're playing games like this on the PlayStation, remember you were plugging in disc one, disc two, disc three, and maybe even disc four. If you're talking about games like Legend of Dragoon, you're talking about games like uh, Final Fantasy 7, 8, 9, you know, disc after disc after disc to even get all the content that you wanted to get through uh, because there was so much that they offered. With this being said, this game, was just so jam-packed where it's like I need to know more and I think it'd be even a game that again it's always a problem when you try to take what's in game form and then try to put it into a movie but I feel like this is a game that if it was done in a a, like a tv series a streaming series Uh that there was enough content there you could make an actual show a lot of other games don't have enough content to make a show, so that's why they usually go for the movie route. But then the movie always feels so rushed. You're like, well, that sucked too. I do feel that like this is a game that could actually be pulled off, and especially because of the fact that it, I feel it remains too obscure for the majority. That would make it an even better pull because people wouldn't already have such a uh indignation towards it. Yeah. All right. My time is up. I actually went way over my time because we were just jumping into that Dude, story. It's so after. good. There's just so much. a check out The Legend of Dragoon for the PlayStation 1. Folks, this was a PlayStation 1 game that came out in 2000. Yeah. So you know how a lot of these consoles work. Not always, but a lot of the games that were closer to the end cycle before the new system or while a new system is also being launched usually went under the radar and are really top-notch games. This is one of those. So good. Wow. Well, now I'm supposed to jump into another game. Let's jump into the PS2,
0: baby. Take us You're there. Right.
1: PlayStation 2 time. Well, Guess what? Legends like I said, of Dragoon
0: I'm a, 2, right?
1: I'm, I'm a whore. <laughs> Legends of Dragoon 2. No, okay, but I'm, okay, I'm, 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 I'm still an RPG whore. Dark Cloud. Oh, this one was good. Now, the difference of this game in regards to Legend of Dragoon, which took on your typical RPG elements outside of the fact, like I said, that, Yes, a lot of RPGs, Final Fantasies or whatever have good stories, but Legendary Dragoon has a great, spectacular, immersive story. Mm-hmm. This one is action role-playing, but which made, I, it made it stand out. It was from the third-person perspective. Right. Then the player, when you went into these dungeons, they were actually procedurally generated. You'd battle monsters and collect items, which you really needed to do early on uh, because you, you're so weak. When you first start off in this game, you are pathetically weak, Uh, almost to the point you're you're so pathetically weak, it makes you think of another game, uh, which is from the PlayStation uh, series, which was Vagrant Story. We decided we weren't going to talk about that one in full length, but another game that if you do not know what you're doing, you're just going to die right away. You're like, well, this game sucks. Now, this game, like I said, procedurally generated dungeons. You're battling monsters and collecting items. Now, this was always kind of cool. On random dungeon levels, the player may have the option of entering a separate backdoor area, which would contain stronger monsters, but then rarer treasure. Now, the majority of combat involved real-time hack and slash, uh, but the player will occasionally duel an enemy, and when this happened, it was more of a quick-time event. So it was mixing and matching a bunch of different elements, and it actually came together and worked.
0: isn't there like a whole town building element in that game there's also
1: a town building element to it as well and you also you don't have just a health meter for like taking damage you even have a thirst meter for how horny you are oh no sorry sorry you have a (laughs) thirst meter for how much you need to hydrate excuse me sorry i got ahead of myself there If you gotta get the horny bopper out. But now, when, when, yeah, exactly right. When the thirst meter would decrease and when it was like, or, sorry, when it was fully depleted, you didn't just instantly die, thankfully but now your health meter is rapidly decreasing. So you would take for you take more damage if an enemy hits you and you just take damage as if you were poisoned. All right, so, okay, I'm talking about the, the battling as- aspect of this game. Let's give you a little bit of the plot of this game as well. Now, this also has a really, really good plot for how it was going. Now, you weren't going to get all of this information if you were just dungeon crawling, which you could get lost in doing that, you mm-hmm. had to do these other aspects of the game that Flip had mentioned. But let's go ahead and jump into this plot. The game begins as Colonel Flag Gligster of the Lagoon Empire Army of the East attempts to awaken the Dark Genie, a legendary evil creature whom Flag wishes to use to control the world. Upon summoning the genie, Flag orders him to attack the West. However, prior to the attack, Simba, the Fairy King, casts a protective spell around the land, sealing the buildings, objects, and people inside magical orbs called Atla. Due to the power of the genie's attack, the orbs are scattered. Meanwhile, Tone, whose home village of Narun, has been destroyed. Although he survived the attack unhurt, encounters the Fairy King, who gives him a magical stone called the Atlamilla and tasks him with fighting the scattered Atla and then transforming back into its original form. Tone sets about restoring Naroon, and a nearby cave meets a man named Seda, who defeats him in a duel when Tone attempts to protect a nearby cat. Meow. As a reward for his kindness, Seda gives Tone a changing potion, which he uses to transform the cat into a cat Named who joins him on his quest. Tone and Zhao soon find Draon, guardian of the rune, who is possessed by the genie and who then attacks them. They defeat him, releasing him from the genie's control, and he tells them of the legend of the black demon that nearly destroyed the world until it was defeated and imprisoned by the moon people. He suggests they seek out the moon people, telling them to visit a sentient tree called Treant, in nearby Marataki Village. And we could keep on going and going and going because again, obviously, I love the freaking moon and my RPGs have to have some connection to the moon.
0: Apparently, I was just about to say, I'm like, that's two moon ones in a row. You trying to say something, Jen? The, I say, go to
1: <laughs> We're going to the moon. Going to the moon. Again. And then again. And we're going to like it up there. They just don't want us there, man. Even if it's PlayStation 1 or PlayStation 2, we're going. The
0: moon's hollow, moon.
1: dude. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a hollow Knight, dude.
0: <laughs> Maybe that's where hollow Knight takes place. It's on the moon. <laughs>
1: that's right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it all makes sense now.
1: Oh man, uh, what's interesting about this game too is that uh, Sony had actually showed an early playable version of the game at the Tokyo Game Show, and uh, this was back in 1999, and it it, it actually was such a popular expose for it that then therefore they're like okay let's showcase this uh, around the world so then even a u.s demonstration happened at las vegas for comdex as well um and that was done by phil harrison for those of you that know who phil harrison is nowadays John manager for google but was formerly with microsoft and things of that nature Mm. as well uh really started pushing this game in ign GameSpot, and uh felt that like you know what this seems very much like legend of mana because of the way that you had to control your towns and things of that nature. Uh, But it was really cool that it took just one of these shows that really allowed it to kind of flourish. When we talked about before that certain games just did not do well because they didn't have the advertising. This game, I don't remember it having a bunch of screen time on the TV. But obviously, they were doing. Dude, it was in like every
0: magazine. Yeah. Ever, every every gaming magazine I ever saw, I like
1: had a dark cloud. One hundred percent. So they definitely took a different route, but it was still worked because it was a good, people got this game in their hands. Sadly, though, I think again when it's not shown on the TV, it usually misses that massive appeal. And I think that's why it is a hidden gem instead of a well-known IP that people are like, oh, I love Dark Cloud. I right. love like Dark Cloud 2 yeah. and things of that nature. All right. Finish us up here. You you have the final installment for PlayStation 2 for us and today's uh, episode, Flip. What, do you, what are you going to leave us with? Is so it Klonoa 2?
0: Let's is know. a Klonoa 2? No, there is a Klonoa 2, though, but and I thought about it but I didn't I didn't play that one so I was like no I can't do that one this one I did I did play actually recently too well at least in the last couple of years and this one was so much fun it was so good Uh, Sly Cooper oh cool okay Evious Raccoonus it's the first one nobody's ever played this game you you do yourself a service and play this game it mixes like one it's like a one hit kill right if you get hit by enemies you you die in one shot so it mixes that mechanic with platforming and a very much like a like a splinter cell-esque
1: which is pretty darn cool i remember splinter cell
0: yeah like you're it definitely wants you to sneak more than actually go up and fight things
1: yeah it's interesting because around that time frame right we're really getting inundated with anime after anime after yeah, anime um, and they're they're fighting they're, they're jumping into the the freight let's go let's go let's go uh which is interesting because now you go ahead and layer it with the idea like well no you're not supposed to do that in this instance like i guess you could but you are going to be at a serious disadvantage uh instead of doing like you said be all sneaky
0: just got be all sneaky uh, this one man and the world building and the story is like it's so good it, it starts off where it's your eighth birthday and you're supposed to inherit the thievius Raccoonus. is your 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 whole lineage is in that book where it teaches you all the secret techniques of being a thief but the the fiendish five led by this guy named clockwork come and kill your parents and then steal your book
1: all right that's where i draw the line <laughs> yeah. okay like it's one thing the man got batman my parents or if he steal my book but you're telling me you did both yeah you're going
0: down straight up did both and that's uh that's the whole premise of you going through like you you went to an orphanage and you met your two best friends mur marty and uh what is it? what is the name the term murray who's the big pink what oh my goodness hippopotamus who's very funny <laughs> And then what is Bentley? Bentley is his name. I'm like I couldn't remember the turtle's name. And then the turtles like the Turtle smarts of it, me. and it's really like they set it all up like it's like a 007 mission, like going into everyone. Like it's it's so. It's so good, all the worlds are very vastly distinct.
1: That's cool, I like it when a, a game that does do different worlds really does a good job to make them stand apart from one another.
0: Yeah, because like Mario always goes into the unfortunate droning of like, oh, there's always going to be a desert level, there's always going to be an ice level, there's always going to be like some sort of jungle type level, and like that just yep. gets old.
1: Yeah, it really does. Uh, y- the issue for them obviously is because they have had so many titles now. Yeah right so you're, you're, you you're running out there? of the ideas of being unique so to speak uh again while keeping it in the the ballpark or family friendly that uh now you would think okay why does that matter or terrain I, I don't know why i would but let's just just go with that for a second uh when it becomes so expected it's interesting because now you're caught in a catch-22 with them yeah. right it's okay we expect you to do this oh you didn't do it you piece of shit this is why i buy your game versus oh you do the same thing again
0: <sighs> you piece of shit you, yeah, you can't it's make like, oh anybody happy I mean,
1: you know. <laughs> nobody's happy yeah no one's happy but they're all buying it anyways
0: this one had man this game had beautiful cell shading graphics so it ages very very well right like Ooh, even
1: okay even playing cool. it on
0: like a ps2 it still looks very very pretty
1: yeah that's that's definitely an important aspect you know uh that's why we joke about, like, the original like, Tomb Raider. Right. Damn. Oh, my God. Because obviously its graphics did not age well.
0: No. No, they did not, unfortunately. Good game. but the, they you are know. good games, but they did not age too well at all.
1: But, man, back then they just blew your mind. They did, right? Like, man. It's just so funny to think about that, folks. Like, a lot of these titles we're talking about right now, uh, this is that frame where you're like, wait a second, like... These were so amazing when they launched. Oh, I could see them getting a remaster now because the only thing they're missing is the um, cleaner, more satisfying, fluid graphics. Yeah. The story doesn't need to change the in most instances the attack based system doesn't need to change the missions or how you go about them because obviously some games you know you, you get to choose things versus other ones you're just already forced linear to just go to the next thing uh, that doesn't need to change either really i just want to look prettier just i
0: just wanted a little bit prettier
1: you know and like they say if it's like it, you can't put makeup on a pig or, or something lipstick like that. lipstick on right? a pig yeah hey, a lipstick i went further you know i was really <laughs> trying to get i was to <laughs> on there i was like let's put some eyeliner you know, stop moving your stupid yeah. eyelids come on you, you put damn on pig. this foundation I'm trying, to, I'm trying to make you look good you know for the camera come on you know but uh when it's a really good game and all it needs is a little bit of you know
0: a little dusting that's the so just a
1: little bit here and a little bit there it's it's what we're rooting for hopefully these games get that someday one day anything else that we need to know about these dangerous raccoons Man,
0: i I think that's it they did make three of them but the first one is probably the best
1: okay i always find it unfortunate when a game gets sequels and they do get less and less you're like, uh eh, I'm glad I played it once, but I'm not going to play it again, ever, kind of feeling. Yeah. I'm... Very unfortunate. But you know what's not unfortunate? What's that? How amazing our listeners are for once again tuning in to another Hidden Gems episode, let alone this episode of Two Peas and a Pod. All right, they are pretty wonderful, aren't they? hmm I think so. I think they're pretty great. Thank you for tuning on in, and you have a wonderful one out there, dreamers. Family love you as always. And yeah, uh, love <laughs>